Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Joe Idoni, and this is the Preferred Lines Podcast, broadcasting live each and every Monday night like we do a cracking beers, clicking names on the the betting board. Hey, listen, okay, I'm sorry about the potential internet issues. I am up north, they call it here in Minnesota. Uh, I am rocking a furious IPA. It is a uh, Minnesota brew. What are you rocking? Are you drinking tonight? Uh, this is a funky Buddha. Cool. Vibe. Also, rocking this Mighty Ducks jersey, Adam Banks. That's familiar, sweet. If you're familiar with the Mighty Ducks, that's uh, you know, a theme. It was the theme of the bachelor party at Gordy's bachelor party. We all got jerseys. How that's sweet! Funny. And the Edina kids got uh, uh, Adam Banks. I guess he went to Edina in the movie. Either way, that doesn't matter. We have uh, made it to June twenty first. We do this every Monday, and we are sponsored by our friends at the Jack Market. I've been kind of six months ago, so it's getting a little harder to cash every single week like I used to be able to. Are you still rocking the Jack Market and dominating? I think uh, I saw some of our friends at the top of the Jack Market leaderboard. Top five last week for me at the U.S. Open. Thank you. Okay, I was wondering if you would end up there. I didn't relook. Yeah, I broke even. Uh, had a great week on there, mostly predominantly due to Guido. Uh, had twenty right. shares of Guido at two dollars and I think four or five cents a share. Finished at cool. fourteen, which was great. Had Rory, had um, Hideki. I did like all seven of my guys made the cut, so it was good. Like even the even the guys who finished like forty first were like break even. So. Fun week. Friends at Jack Market, use the promo code PL100% match on your first deposit up to $50. It is a great Amazing. promo. I do the show Wednesday night with Rick Game, and it seems like we have more and more people joining along every week and uh, joining the party. So it's good to see. I hope to see you guys there as well. Uh, sorry we're a little early um, than scheduled because I'm trying to, you know, they're inside watching Luca on Disney Plus, and we just finished dinner here at the old cabin up north. Uh, and I'm like, oh, well, I could sneak this in now. I could try to do this a little bit later, whatever. We're, you know, just trying to get this done. We're family men. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's the preferred lines. He's the tour picks. I'm the Dino Real Chi. This is the uh, betting board for the Travelers Championship. Let's look at that. And at that tippity tip top is not DJ. It's Bryson DeChambeau if you're looking at the DraftKings sports book with a 12 to 1 number on Bryson and a 13 on DJ. Any interest at the top of the board, Joe? Nah, not the week following a major, not the week following what we just saw and the difficulty uh, degree that we know the U.S. Open typically plays at. So that, you know, cross-country flight for these guys, none of them exactly had an early exit. Um, I think there was some high hopes for Bryson for for Brooks for DJ uh, all these guys heading into Sunday and really heading into their back nine so um, yeah I, you know I, like we said we're, we're never ones to run to the counter at 10 to 1 it's part of the reason why we missed John Rahm last week that's okay he was great he was fantastic he, he fist bumps like a fucking boss 
Um, so that was really cool to see. Good for him. Sorry that I didn't um, hit any winning bets, but it was a fun sweat nonetheless. That's oh all well, 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 Joe. Not so fast, Mister. I went hammer on John Rom at ten Ooh. to one after his second birdie. He opened birdie birdie, and I went to our friends at this MB. It's not your bookie, but it's no, it's not mine. Wait. Yeah, whatever. You know the website, and they give out really juicy numbers, and he, they still were asleep. They were sleeping on John Rahm. He had two birdies in a row, and they are giving him a 10 to 1 at Sunday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, what's going on here? So I just doot, 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 a couple times, made all my money back. It's easy. Um, we don't recommend that ultimately, but hey, I don't really – yeah, I don't really like the top of the board normally, but if I can get the number on a Sunday afternoon after he just had two birdies and he's one back and it's the same number that I could have gotten leading up to the tournament, I was like scratching my head there. I might do this, you know, so I did it. I'm not going to do that, though, with Bryson or DJ this week. I'm not even sure I like Patrick or Patrick or Paul or Brooks or any of the guys at the top. Of the board. Brian Harmon? <laughs> what? One of these things is like the other. The One of these things just doesn't belong, and it might be Brian Harmon at 20 to 1. My goodness. Uh, what would make you bet Brian Harmon. We don't need to even talk about that. Maybe we need to talk to you though, quickly about Brooks Kepka, who is at 18 to one, according to this sports book. That's interesting. Do we like Brooks? I mean, is he going to care? He was just on the PJ. I just saw that picture. He's posted love Brooks, but not going to bet him here. Mm. Uh, there's just not like the, the, the expected return rate on Brooks in one of these events is just not the same. He's told us that he was honest at uh, the Palmetto championship and said that his focus just wasn't there. I wouldn't expect a whole lot different at the travelers. I think that he's here in some respects because I think his brother's in the field because he had to withdraw last year with, with COVID or he was in the field last year and got COVID and got kicked. So I, I, who knows what it is. Um, do I think that he brings the same mindset, the same mentality, the same determination, the same focus that he did to Torrey Pines? Absolutely not. Is he still talented enough to win? Should he have a good round Thursday and set himself up nicely and, and say, hey, let, let's go get $1.2 million? Sure, but I'm not going to bet it. Nope. Okay. My God. Uh Birdie Brian Harmon is good at golf. I will give him that. He likes to birdie, and uh, this course kind of sets up for his game. But to see him ahead of Patrick Reed and Scotty Scheffler, like, what? Okay. Uh, that's interesting. I don't even know what to say about that. But I didn't go with any of these names because, Joe, I opened up the board here this afternoon. I went live. I did a first look uh, live, same spot earlier today. Like I said, I'm at the cabin up in Nisswa, I guess you're calling it the whitefish chain. You guys know it. Uh, the, you know, uh, I saw some of these names in the twenties and thirties and I'm like, Ooh, I like these names better. I like this name 30. I got them at 45 to one. You got a Matt Wolf there. Are we going to go to Matt Wolf? Can a bomber bomb it here? Or not? It's not the best spot for a bomber. Second shortest course on the PGA okay. tour. We saw, you know, we have seen longer hitters play well, particularly Bubba, but Bubba is like a different breed of bomber, always kind of has been. It's always more True. or less been about the the artistic shot shaping so much than it is of just him crushing it off the tee, even though he is long. 
DJ obviously last year that we saw, but this was like the 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 if I remember correctly, this was like where we first started seeing that infamous seven wood from DJ, and there was like all this talk about he mm-hmm. kept getting it off the tee and like. Well, DJ threw this seven wood in the bag. Nobody uses a seven wood anymore. What is Dustin Johnson doing? And this was ultimately the start of a ridiculous run for him that vaulted him back to number one in the world, that won him the Masters, that won him the Tour Championship. So, yeah, we saw him club back a lot. I think there's a lot of long irons. There's a lot of hybrids off the tee. I think that anyone uh, who brings the level of approach play that's required to win can definitely compete this week. But no, it's not Matt Wolf. If that was the question, so then Love always bat Patrick Reed at twenty-two to one. Are we doing that? Patrick Reed. Sorry, you're cutting out a bit. Yeah. Did you say Patrick Reed? <laughs> well, you know, I'm in the north, the woods up here, Joe. Look at this place. I mean, like, uh, there's uh, there's not a lot going on around here, around me. Uh, you know, there's a breezeway here where my uh, family likes to eat. Well. Family in law likes to eat. Anyway, it's my wife's grandparents' place up north here, and the internet's kind of sketchy. We're talking the twenties. I did ask you about Patrick Reed. Can okay. Uh, so Patrick Reed, yeah, I have some interest in Patrick Reed. I think that I'm. I haven't made the decision, but I'm between Reed and Scheffler. Leaning Scheffler right now. I was on him last week. He was right there um, mm-hmm. on the cusp of of making a run. He had some birdie putts on those par fives. He had some opportunities. And he just seems to bogey like too much. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is a course that's typically mm-hmm. a birdie fest, could set up well for him, but uh, definitely have interest in both Reed and Scheffler. If I take anything under 30 to one, it's going to be one or potentially both of those guys. Joe, I think this could be Tony Finau's week. No, no, it's a good number. I, I'm just kidding. I don't actually that think, course, this people are thinking that possibly. Yeah, um, I don't know, actually. I like the names further down the board. I think we're getting juicy numbers on people that I could actually win. I found a 45 on Wolf, like I mentioned. You got Hoffman at 45. You got Sam Burns at 50 to 1. Harris English is playing better golf. He's at 50. You got Cam Smith and Bubba, like we mentioned. And then Russell Henley was in contention most of the week last week. He's at 55 to 1. You got Justin Rose, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, the historically good names at 70 to 1. I mean, this field's juicy. You could get all the way down to the guy that Garrick Higo only wins golf tournaments pretty much. He's at 70. And same with Max Homa. He's won. Can he win here? Can these people at 70 to 1? Look at that. Mark Leishman, Phil Mickelson. These are people that are good at golf. This tournament's stacked, dude. It's crazy. So can a guy at 50 or 60 or 70 to 1, is that a good idea this week? Of course, there's plenty of guys there that can win. Um, you know, going back to, to the 40 range, I took Neiman. Uh, that's okay. my first bet at the top of the board. I think that he's a little bit mispriced and maybe finally a little bit overlooked after making all those cuts in a row missing. Played pretty well last week. Actually, I watched him a lot. I had him in my DraftKings lineup. He ended up coming through for me pretty well, given his ownership and price point. I think this is a course that sets up great for him. Even though he's long, I think that he can club down off the tee, and I think that he's just really sharp with his wedges and a spot where we can maybe see him rolling a couple putts. And when I just see, you know, Streelman and Harmon and Bradley and these guys right around Neiman there, I think that he's the best player of the bunch. Uh, They still have a 40 to 1 on him out there at various outlets. So that was my first bet of the week. But to go back to your question, yeah, any of these guys in the 60s, I think. 
um, Doc Redman, Adam Scott, Siwoo Kim, Russell Henley, I could maybe see myself going back to after a great performance last week. So I think that there's a ton of value in that range. You just have to really isolate what you're sort of targeting, um, you know, from from a focus standpoint as well as a stats standpoint and hone in on a couple of guys in there and throw your darts. Now, I know it's not necessary. I did watch a few videos today from caddies that have experienced caddying around this place. They do say you need to be a fairway finder, but I don't even know if that's necessarily true. I may end up leaning a bomber, like if I'm going to go with somebody more, you know, like an Adam Scott or an Aaron Wise in this range of 80s and 90s. And Cameron Tringali's here. Stuart Sink is here. He's at 100 to 1. So if you, I still feel like even though you need a fa- fairway fine and it's a short course, being long and maybe even having the length with a seven wood versus the driver, maybe that's helpful. Uh, so that kind of – I'm, I'm leaning like the Adam Scotts and Aaron Weisses of the world. Maybe even a Tringali. Is this Tringali's week finally? No, I might do it's it. not Tringali's week. But you made a good point there sort of, I thought, on fairway finders. And mm-hmm. sometimes you would you would discount a bomber as not a fairway finder. But at this place where ultimately I think a lot of okay. them can hit four iron when other mm-hmm. guys may be hitting three wood or driver – you're going to find a lot more fairways with a four iron. So they can still set themselves up well. I think Sam Burns has a great number. Um, I'm interested a little bit in Francesco Molinari, who played pretty well, who I think has gone well here before. Uh, But one guy in particular that I wanted to ask you about, um, where where do you sit on Ian Poulter? Because he played really well last week. It was one of those guys who just folded on the back nine. But um, he's been great, man. Right. And I, I feel like he's kind of reinvigorated every year, every other year, the Ryder Cup. I mean, last year was supposed to be Ryder Cup year, but then it wasn't. So then it's this year. So then, like, I feel like every time that kind of happens, you see a guy like Phil, you see a guy like Sergio, you see a guy like Poulter kind of show up out of nowhere. We've seen Poulter find it. This is kind of a Poulter course, I guess. I mean, like he won the Houston Open that one time. Uh, ultimately, he's got to get hot with the putter. We know that. And he did play pretty well last week with the putter. Um, I don't know. Is his kid on the bag? Because that could motivate him, too. We've seen that with Stuart Sink. I think Poulter's a viable play. I mean, he's 90 to 80 to 1 here. So, I mean, maybe that's a DraftKings player, a top 10. Big number. Bring up the comment from our guy PGA Tout here because I read his piece earlier today. And I did bet this number. Um, Stuart Sink is 100 to 1. Not only did he win the Travelers after the 2008 uh, Torrey Pines U.S. Open, which he pointed out. He also won the week after a major championship this year at a really short Pete Dye course when he won the Heritage the week after the Masters. So going back to a place in great form, seemingly a lot of parts of his game would align himself well. And he's triple digits. So 100 to 1, absolutely. He helped me out very much on that pick. I would recommend it to anyone. Sink 100 to 1, I think, is a is a, is a a really good play this week. Savvy. Savvy move there, Dude, he, you know, You know, he's better than you think. Uh, let's go to the hundreds. Let's talk about your guy. The guy that made you all the money on the jock market last week. Migliazzi. What a great in. name, Guido. Dude, in. he's 100 to 1. Is it? Did he luck box himself around uh, last week at Torrey Pines? Or was that kind of the way he plays? I don't know much about him. You got to tell me more about Guido Migliazzi. I, I, 
I don't know a ton about him. I lean on my guy Sky uh, for all yeah. European tour knowledge. Who was heavily on him. Great number on the top twenty last week. I had his top twenty bet. Like when you put things into perspective, paid out better than a John Rom outright. Crazy. Migliazzi's top twenty bet. So you have I think to Stewie hit that. Have some perspective in all this stuff. Um, yeah, it was a he had a great week. Did he have some chip ins and some long putts? Of course. But I think that his talent level and obviously his confidence level after you see some stuff like that has got to be at an all-time high. Gets a special exemption into this tournament. Now he's found himself into the Masters. He's played himself into the Open Championship. Like This guy's on cloud nine right now, and he's 110 to 1 this week. Of course, I'm going to back that up, his top 20 last week, and throw a couple of bucks on him. God, but I feel like this range still provides some potential for a long shot winner. You got Taylor Gooch, who's due for a win. We know that Mackenzie Hughes was in it until he hit it into a tree and lost his butter yesterday. Uh, Zach Johnson, he's fair way find his round around here. And, you know, who knows? Chris Kirk, Pat Kazire, look the names here. Snedeker and Steele. Steele's got course history. You got HV3s, wants a win. Doug Gim wants a win. Maverick McNeely's here. Matt Jones is a winner. I mean, my God, this is a deep field, and these are our names. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to do here, especially when it comes to DraftKings, too. It's going to be tough to pick and choose, narrow down your player pool. Who do you like out of these guys? If this is more of a top 10 or whatever bet, who are you going with? I honestly think there's a couple of guys in here who can win. If if you factor out, like if you say, okay, it's not going to come from Cantlay, DJ, Bryson, Brooks, I think that there's a lot of these guys that are in play. One I'll mention is is Brendan Steele. Um, mm-hmm. I had him at the last version of the Travelers, I believe it like 140 or 150 to one, and I had him top ten as well. He gave me a nice sweat. I believe he was in the second to last group on Sunday, finished oh, yeah. in sixth place. He's 125 mm-hmm. to one here again. He sort of uh, plays a lot in this area. Is very familiar. Good friends with Keegan, who's a member at the course. So. Things align really nicely for Brendan Steele here this week. The other one, like, why not Chez? I'm seeing 150 to 1. He won this thing two years ago. His game is seemingly coming into form. Played really well with the U.S. Open qualifier. Played pretty well with the Palmetto. Played pretty well with the U.S. Open. Made the cut last week. Um, Why not? 150 to 1 is a big number on a former champion who seemingly is, is finding a little bit of form. So, I have no problem going back to to either one of those guys who were very popular here uh, last year. How is Chez any different than Brian Harmon in reality? Like I, you can, you it's know, put him under a cup, mix That's him around, point. and open him up. I have no, they're the same person. And one's one hundred thirty five to one, and the other guy's twenty. How the hell is Brian Harmon twenty to one? You could put <laughs> a Harmon versus Chez matchup on the board in like. <laughs> Be, maybe make like Harmon like minus 125 and like no one would be floored <laughs> by that. You know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't catch you totally off guard. So seeing that one is 28 to one and one is 150. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Chez. Have a week, Chez. We love people named C-H-E. Oh, Ryan Armour. That's another one I hit. Oh, here yeah. You lo- you're an Armour guy. Is that because you're an Ohio guy? Yeah, it's because it's I'm an Ohio guy and I had some buddies grow up, uh, you know, in Akron with him. So but uh, 25 to 1, I think, on a top 10 last year. Had an awesome Sunday round where he rolled in a couple of long putts late to, to finish in like oh. sixth. So, yeah, I, I, 
I've got no problem running it back to, with Ryan Armour on a place where he had a great finish, on a place that's short, that is going to reward his sort of 285-yard punch drive. Joe, we love betting the outrights, and we love having the long shot outright and all of that. But in reality, last week, I've totally forgot that I hammered a top 20 on Wolf. And that basically covered my entire week, which was crazy. So, like, I'd forgotten about, like, how the hell do I have this money? Oh, my God, I hammered a Wolf top 20. And he was 11th or whatever. It was great. So maybe yeah. we should start doing that with guys that you do think have the winning upside and have the potential to have the win, but not screw yourself, pigeoning yourself, having the outright, and then just take these lesser numbers and just make money instead of not. Good guy. Yeah. The other name that I'll say just while we're kind of in this range that's somewhat intriguing to me. Um, so there's a couple of young guys that are are sort of, you know, embarking on this journey onto the PGA Tour. So you have Pack, you have Davis Thompson, you have Austin Eckroat. They're gaining, a, you know, a lot of steam with people, I think, in the media and this little niche circle that we live in. But one guy who's who's I kind of loop into there who isn't coming straight out of college, but has been playing really well in the Corn Ferry Tour. David Lipsky, like this guy's hmm. playing well over there. He's finishing well. He played, I believe, at the Palmetto two weeks ago. I had some shares of him on Jock Market where he did very well. Um, there's like 250 to ones out there. So he could be definitely one of those guys that that is worthy of like a top 20 bet. He's in great form. Uh, this course should set up very nicely for him. All right, Stanley, Stanley Ipkiss. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh that's like, a, what, okay, uh, and my first look, Pod, I saw today that Denny McCarthy is now flirting with the bottom of the barrel, and I wanted to bring him up to you. Sandy McCarthy, did he lose the putter and now his game's gone? What's so, up with your guy? I'm trying to remember. Something happened here last year with McCarthy. I can't remember what it was. I Part of me wants to feel like he almost made a hole-in-one on that par four, and then it was something COVID-related. Hmm. But I don't know mm. if it was him. Maybe it was his partners had to withdraw. Anyways, mm. I think that he played pretty well. Of course, I think that Denny's always in play, especially at this huge number to make a top 20. So we'll see what that number shakes out at. But if you can get uh, 10 to 1 plus-ish on a top 20, he can always make that run because he can get so scorching hot with the flat stick. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, Smith, we've been told is a golfer with good iron play and has the stats from previous seasons that equate to success in future seasons. So Matthew Neesmith, maybe somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, he's kind of just struggled a little bit lately. That's why his number is at 225 to one. Um, Shank is somebody Seifert, somebody you got Sloan is somebody. There's some S names here. You can go with, you can go with a Well, you know, I don't know. What's going on with these longer? Look at these winners here. You got Cage Lee's been a winner. I think you got Michael Thompson. Vincent Whaley, did we just, is he over? Is he done? Because we can get a 20 to 1 on this top 10. Potentially. I mean, there's only so many guys that you can take 100 to 1 plus. I feel like I've already got my fair <laughs> share. But yeah, um, there's names down here who I think that this is a week where any of them could pop. The books don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, no sure more than we know. week after a major, like 6,800 mm -hmm. yards. Any of these guys should things um, work out properly for them, and maybe they luck box themselves into a chip in or two. Could could easily make the cut and make like a top twenty run, uh, but none of them are going to win. Not this deep. Okay, I mean, um, 
that's pretty much all we got. I guess I could give you my preferred plays, but uh, we can give them out on Twitter. We do each week. Uh, I am at Edina Realty, and that man over there is at Tour Picks, Joe Idoni. What else is new? We did that Nothing. quick. Yeah, I'll go over mine that I have in thus far. So it's Neiman, uh, it's Guido, it's Stuart Sink, and it's Ian Poulter. So those are my four pack. Like I said, I'm between Scheffler and Reed. Maybe answer at the top. I don't know, uh, but I'm going to kind of continue to evaluate that and probably take someone else in the mid range. Maybe just grab a name like Adam Scott or something like that, just in case he has one of those weeks. Uh, but we'll see how things shake out. Awesome U.S. Open. Glad that you mm-hmm. got a little bit of action there in on Rom, buddy, and enjoy enjoy yeah. the woodwork. It was a sweat. I was like, oh my god, Louis. I had to double. Hey, listen, uh, you Brooks can follow double. us. Did you see that? And then what? No, I had the Bryson Brooks finishing that. first and second, which was an, a pretty awesome sweat there for a minute. Because it was fifty to one, like right on, on the ninth yeah. hole, or when were they? And he was on thirteen. Brooks was or something. Yeah. What Brooks, happened to Bryson Brooks. though? Is it is Bryson going to come in here broken? I don't really bit. know what happened to him there. Like it was just compounding errors followed by a shank, but there's no way he should have made an eight. There's no way he should have made a seven or whatever on that par five. I don't really know what he was doing and they didn't really show much of the eight. He mm-hmm. just kind of like went from basically almost having a hole in one and having mm-hmm. his like, shining career moment of going back to back to like four holes later being completely dropped from the coverage. So I don't really know what happened in Brooks. It was ejecto seat. Yeah. They, they like didn't show Brooks. They didn't show him off the tee at all. Denny withdraw after a positive test after firing. Oh, first round. Yeah. I knew that there was hmm. something dude. Okay. Thanks buddy. Thanks Jesse. I mean, Truly, it's one of those weeks that it's wide open. It is not one of the weeks that you think, hey, the top of the board is safe for multiple reasons. Not only the course doesn't set up great for the top of the board, they're coming off of the open. They're coming off of leg and tiredness and whatever else. So maybe you just kind of spray it this week and maybe you go with the 50 to one and you get some money. Finally, let's go. Let's 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 spray the middle of the board, get some like not super long shots, but sort of long shots. Makes I need sense. a winner. I need a winner. Let's go. Okay. So uh, that is it. You can like and subscribe, rate and review. We appreciate you being here in attendance. Uh, typically, we're a little bit later than this, like right about now. But uh, I'm going to go help my uh, wife with the bedtime routine. Um, maybe I'll be back Wednesday morning to do the ownership. <gasps> Joe, I forgot to tell you. Hmm. I'm I. So I have the whole week at the cabin. So my wife's family has this cabin and they give every kid a, a week. So got my father-in-law in there and we're here either way. Uh, I'm driving back on Wednesday, dude, because I am playing Hazel team. What? With Moose? Yeah. Moose invited me. Finally, somehow decided uh, I'm worthy of playing with him. And uh, apparently he's going to be with some Pat, with Pat Perry and with uh, Josh Culp too. So what? maybe I'll make, yeah, maybe I'll make some content Wednesday. A course that I've dreamt of playing ever since Y.E. Yang took down. No, actually, it was Rich Beam first who took down Tiger. And then it was.
why yeah, I took down Tiger. But both times, uh, I broke my heart, and I've always wanted to play there. I've been there for the Ryder Cup. I was walking around the practice round. I saw uh, Michael Phelps play in the uh, celebrity thing for the Ryder Cup, and that was great fun. But I was like, damn, dude, this course is long as shit. I would love to play it. I think it's we're going to get destroyed. I'm going to get murdered. I don't even know if I'll break 100. But no. uh, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm willing to drive. I'm willing to spend the money, drive back. I got work to do, though, so it kind of worked out where I have to go back for a little bit, and then I can come back to the cabin for the weekend. But either way, yes, Wednesday. Whew, follow the Twitter page, Edina Realchi. You'll find me playing with Moose at the Hazeltine National, our friends at Fantasy National. Hell yeah. Don't don't bring any putty tips, putting tips from Jish Swish along with you. Don't say that. That's me. Just <laughs> <laughs> is probably watching. We love you, Josh. Uh, oh, right, God. Buddy. I don't know. I'll have to check in with Josh how he did today in the qualifier. But on Friday, he was not the best he's ever played. So um, either way, you guys are awesome. Thank you for watching. And uh, we'll see you next week. Um, we'll keep rolling. This is uh, the mortgage thing. The rocket mortgage where everyone blasts the ball around. This is the Back weirdest time of the year. Yeah. season. <laughs> Later, dude. All right, man. Good to see you. Thank you. Peace out. Peace, gang. Oops, add this. Peace out.